0: S-C-O-U-T-S-A-G-E-N-C-Y dot slash waitlist to sign up for first access. I'm bursting at the seams and I know I have to keep this a secret for just a couple weeks longer. So cannot wait. Okay, let's get into the episode. I'm Scout Sobel and welcome to the Emotional Entrepreneur Podcast, the podcast where we talk business strategy while also vulnerably connecting on emotional resilience. As the CEO and founder of Scout's Agency, a female-focused agency where we get women as guests on podcasts and someone who has suffered from managed and lived with bipolar disorder, the intersection of mental health and entrepreneurship is where I find my success. If you are here, it is because you are ready to feel safe in your emotions so that you can live your life of purpose. Let's get into the inspiration, shall we? Today is a celebration episode. We are celebrating the 100th episode of the Emotional Entrepreneur podcast, and we are celebrating Scout Agency's third birthday. So this episode is going to be a little bit different. First, let's recap Scouts Agency's third birthday. If you follow me on Instagram, at Scout Sobel, I was posting on stories all weekend, reels, photos, you know, the whole works. I took the entire team to Joshua Tree, to this beautiful, beautiful Airbnb to celebrate the fact that this beautiful, living, breathing business that supports not just me, but six other women now to celebrate her existence, to celebrate the container in which she holds us, in which she holds our clients, and the possibilities and the unknown possibilities, truly unknown possibilities that she will afford us in the future. It was an amazing weekend. Some of the key takeaways was were that I was incredibly in awe and inspired by the fact that we all can totally be ourselves, that I've created this work culture where we support one another, where our core values are not revenue building, but support and warmth and female empowerment. The entire weekend felt like the best bonding experience. We sat around and we looked up our astrological birth charts. We went on a hike through the Joshua Tree. Well, it wasn't really a hike. It was more of a walk through the Joshua Tree um, trails with these incredibly big boulders. We had a night out at Pappy's and Harriet's. We went to the local bar in Pioneertown. The entire experience humbled me so much because I don't take it lightly that the team that I have built and the business that we all have cultivated together, I truly believe is such a special one. I left and we all gave each other the biggest hugs because we didn't want to say goodbye, even though the next day I would see most of them at the office anyways. And so celebrating the third birthday of Scouts Agency, it rings a little bit different this year. The first two birthdays I felt as if were a lot more centered around me and what I had built because the business was primarily me. And the things that I was celebrating for the past two birthdays were either revenue, revenue goals that we had hit or big celebrations, big clients that we uh, signed, etc. cetera, more external markers of success. But this birthday felt like a celebration of the community that we have built of the support within sisterhood within business that we have built. It felt as if we were paving the way into a different type of way of doing business, that we as a team have prioritized our professional life as much as our personal development and our alignment. And to be in the presence of women who are on my team, who, who all of this, it's just more than a job. It's just more than a job. And so I was celebrating the living, breathing spirit that is Scout's Agency. Not the number of podcasts we've booked, not the amount of money that we've brought in, but the human beings that make up this business, both on the team side and on the client side. The aura, the energy, the essence that we bring to the table each and every day I left Joshua Tree blown away, blown away that this is the community I have cultivated, that we have now cultivated together. And that Scouts Agency is a living, breathing organism with an org chart and core values and Official job descriptions and all of that. So, the weekend was absolutely amazing. It taught me a lot about the type of community and team I have built, and it also gave me a very exciting peek into the future. We planned our 2022 goals, uh, which include a pretty big launch coming later this year. So, stay tuned for that. So, It is very kismet that this 100th episode celebration of this podcast is also coinciding with Scout's Agency's third birthday because all around the celebrations are happening. You know me, I celebrate the small and the big wins. So I am really grateful that I get to celebrate with you in this episode. This episode is a little bit different than my past episodes. I garnered up some key clips from the past 100 episodes. I think there's about 11 or there's 10 podcast episodes featured here, clips from those 10 that either set up the framework of what this podcast is or celebrate milestones, uh, moving clips, et cetera. And I weave them together. I intro each clip um, so that you can kind of get a pace for what's happening as well as which episode this clip is being pulled from. So if you hear a clip and you wanna hear more from that episode, I will have all of the episodes that are featured linked in the show notes so you can go back and listen to the entire episode and not just the two to five minute clip that I featured here. But this is the first type of kind of mashup episode that we've done. So please, if you love it, this is an amazing episode to share with a friend, to text a friend, to get introduced to the content that lives behind the emotional entrepreneur movement. I would be honored if you would post it on your Instagram stories and tag me at Scout Sobel and at Emotional Entrepreneur so I can see you listening, get feedback in real time. It makes my fucking day because the community here is growing so fast and I love to see who's behind these average download numbers. So, with that, thank you for being here. Thank you for celebrating with me. Thank you for supporting me. I hope I have done my job in supporting you. And with that, here is the first clip from the first episode of this podcast. It goes over very briefly on a large, very quick summary timeline uh, where I used to be at with my mental illness, living with bipolar disorder. I thought we could start there since that's really where my story starts. So, enjoy this episode, enjoy this walk down memory lane, and I hope it gives you a really great snapshot and summary into what the emotional entrepreneur movement is all about. And I went back to Sarah Lawrence for my junior year, first semester, and my therapist there formally diagnosed me as bipolar disorder type 2. And when I received that diagnosis, it was a really, scary diagnosis because even back then, this was 2010, people weren't talking about bipolar disorder. That was like a death sentence in my mind. I was like, am I crazy? Am I going crazy? Am I going to be crazy for the rest of my life? And I got on the next plane home to San Diego and dropped out of college. Um, after that, a few years happened where I was super as I say unfunctionable. I was a non-functioning human of society. I had dropped out of college. I tried to work. I um, quit my jobs. I quit my internships. I moved in with my dad. I was just so emotionally overwhelmed. I went through outpatient. I was 5150 which is when they put you, which is an inpatient program, which is where they put you on a legal hold in the hospital. I was trying medication. I was doing so many things. And I don't want to give away the whole entire story because there's so many gems in here that I've learned along the way that I would like to weave into this podcast, but it wasn't until I met my husband, then boyfriend, who really gave me the inspiration to turn my life around and I started infusing my life with hope. I started practicing the serenity prayer. I started going to support groups. I started reading books. I started praying. I started journaling, manifesting, meditating. Um, I started taking control of my mind. And fast forward to today, I have lived with depression, anxiety, hypomania, uh, catatonia, which is when your entire body becomes paralyzed because your nervous system is so fried from being so anxious and that can last anywhere from 30 seconds to hours. And I've been in the hospital for that as well um, and psychosis. So I have paranoia and I eventually um, um, can hear voices in my head. So there was a long time in my life where I did not know if I was going to amount to anything. My disorder was so severe and overwhelming that I didn't know if I could create a life that I hadn't always envisioned for myself. And it got so dark that I couldn't even envision a life that was stable, that wasn't That wasn't being suffocated with depression and anxiety and this sense of impending doom feeling as if my feet are walking through quicksand. I didn't even know what a balanced, normal mental state even felt like at one point. Listening back to that clip of me recounting in a very quick snapshot in just a couple minutes the Overarching experience I had living with bipolar disorder being diagnosed when I went to college at Sarah Lawrence. Um, Every time I go back to that story, I look around and wonder how that was my life. Because in this next clip, which is also from the first episode, the welcome episode of this podcast published back in March of 2020. I go into how once I found entrepreneurship, I found an inner well of strength. And before this podcast was even called The Emotional Entrepreneur Podcast, before my book was even an idea and a name and a title and a brand, I very, very quickly realized that entrepreneurship gave me this emotional strength. It gave me my mental health back. So to see that even before The Emotional Entrepreneur was technically and formally born, is a trip. So here is the next clip from my first episode all about the inner compass that bipolar disorder has given me. And when I created something of my own, when I created Scouts Agency, I realized that the tools that I had accumulated and the mental health journey that I had walked through had so prepared me for entrepreneurship and not just entrepreneurship. If you're listening to this and you're not an entrepreneur, no problem. This is so for you. I realized that to create my dream life, I had to use the mental health tools that I had created and cultivated within myself, mindset, perspective shifting, Sorry, manifestation, positivity, gratitude, resilience, strength, this attitude of I'm not going to give up no matter what the fuck life throws at me, right? So I started realizing that I had walked down a mental health journey that had prepared me to find fulfillment in my life. And I had a breakthrough one morning. I do morning pages every morning where the first thing I do when I wake up is I journal one to two pages in my moleskin black notebook and anything that comes to mind, no judgment, self-conscious, all the good stuff. And one morning it came to me. Why did God give me bipolar disorder? I realized that so many people wake up at the age 40, 50, 60 and say, what the fuck did I just do with my life? I was working a job that I never planned to work that long. I'm in a relationship that doesn't fulfill me. And all of the dreams that I had dreamed about when I was in my 20s and my teens and as a child never came true. And I realized what bipolar gave to me. My bipolar disorder would never let me work a job that wasn't fulfilling. I would get depressed. It would never let me stay in a relationship that wasn't on a soul level meant to be. I would get depressed. It wouldn't let me make decisions in my life that didn't serve me and my highest fulfillment and purpose because I would get depressed. So it's almost been this compass, right? It tells me, no, 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 that's the wrong path, but turn right, right's the right way to go. I have this internal compass that lets me know emotionally where I'm supposed to be. But tapping into that internal compass took forever. It was bogged down with depression and medication and psychiatry and therapy and clinicals and hospitals and worried parents and worried friends and worried boyfriend, who's now my husband, and he still worries, I'm sure, All of it was bogged down by my emotions and until I got a hold of that and until I cleared my mind, I was then able to create an inner compass for myself that set a new standard for my life. So, this is what I want to share with you guys. This is where I want to go with this podcast. I want to teach you emotional clarity, resilience, mental strength, inspiration, so that you can not only conquer your mindset and your perspective and what goes on in that head of yours, so that you can love being in the body that you are in, but then you can turn it outwards and then you can start designing your dream life. So, that can be running your own business, that could be climbing the corporate ladder, that could be being an artist or a singer or a business consultant, whatever it is. It could be a fucking janitor if you want it to be. I don't care. As long as what it is serves you at the highest level and you wake up every day, you go to bed every night stoked to wake up the next morning. Okay, I love hearing myself talk that passionately about loving your life, what you do, living in your purpose, being fulfilled by your day-to-day, and knowing that I was saying those things back in early 2020, almost two years ago, and the fact that I still feel the exact same way feels fills my heart up with absolute joy. So this next clip is about that moment right before I started Scouts Agency, why I started Scouts Agency, what my work life was looking like between having my day job, working for my mom's company, and running OKSYS Podcast. So this gives you a little bit of an introduction into how I started Scouts Agency and that whole timeline This clip is from the episode, My Entrepreneurial Journey, where I go through my entire entrepreneurial career from the ages of 22 to present day. Well, it was published in May 2020, so up until May 2020. So here's the next clip. So now I am, how old am I? 27, 26, 27, and I am working for my mom. I am running podcast. But I f- still feel like I want to be my own boss again, and I want to have my own entrepreneurial company that makes m- money, right? Like That was my whole thing. My whole life is I did all these things, but it wasn't sustainable enough to support me financially and, and become independent just based off of my work. And so that was the one thing missing in my entrepreneurial journey, that my stuff made money, but not enough to support me. So in that sense, it was, it was kind of a hobby, which is what my dad would say. And um, Mads and I hired a PR agency to help with OKSIS, and after we didn't really work well together with them, I realized that I really loved the work they were doing, and I just had this idea. I was like, what if I helped podcasters do three things? Book incredible guests like Mads and I have been able to book, get them as guests on podcasts so they can share their podcast and brand, and do some traditional PR for them. And so the graphic designer from my magazine years before made me a media kit. I remember waiting for him to finish the media kit. I was so excited. There was like this electric feeling within me. I had to do this. I had to get started. I had to see if this was going to work. And I remember telling my husband and my dad that I was doing this and they're like, do you have time for this? Like you have your full-time job, you're running OKSys podcast, you're driving to LA all the time. Like, Are you just starting another one of these projects that you always start? You know, the magazine, then the digital site, then the blog, then the podcast, then another podcast. And this is something that an entrepreneur has to have, guys. You have to say, fuck off to people who don't think you can do it. And that doesn't mean that my husband and my dad didn't think I could do it. They did. They've always believed in me. But they expressed some caution, like, think about what you're doing. And I said, yeah, Noah, I got it. Like, my life, we're good. Thanks for the input. I'm moving forward. And that's what entrepreneurs do. They move forward regardless of outside opinions. And when I finally got that media kit, I had a list of a thousand podcasts and I emailed a thousand podcasts within like week one or two. And my email got blocked because I was sending so many emails. So I opened up another email. address and I just ferociously started emailing and my first client was Don't Keep Your Day Job by Kathy Heller who became a huge mentor in my life and a huge part of my business and she has one of the top podcasts which was incredible. And I just started garnering up clients and I was serving my clients while working my full time job with my mom while running Ocasys podcast. And once it became clear that My this is this is scouts agency guys, by the way, this is how scouts agency was born. Once it became clear that I was actually making money off scouts agency, I told my mother I had to quit and we cried and cried and cried for like two hours. And it was sad, but she understood that I had to do my own thing. And I went full time. That is where my entrepreneurial journey has taken me and now I'm running payroll and looking up health benefits and being a boss of a company that I always knew I had in me. But if you're listening to this, like I hope you understand how long it took me to get here. My entrepreneurial journey started at the age of 22 and it went through a lot of iterations. It went through a lot of passion projects. It went through a lot of figuring it out, but every single one of the things that I did led me to the next step and taught me and prepared me for the next step. And so I wasn't really making my own money until I turned 27. And I was, you know, I had the job with my mom where I was making money and, you know, working as a barista, but it took a lot of figuring out and it also took the willingness to be scrappy, to work as a barista and go to college and do your side hustle. And so if you're listening to this and you want to do something, just know that it's okay if the first thing fails because failure is just another way to get to where you need to be faster. So I went through a lot of different phases. People are always like, why are you doing so much? But that's just who I am and I follow who I am and it's It's turned out pretty damn good for me because I'm happy and fulfilled and being challenged on a daily basis by both of my businesses but that's the way I wanted to live my life I created this for myself I designed my future I said this is what I want and then I went after it I have always gone after what I want with an extreme extreme fervor so hearing about those early days Uh, Definitely feels like home and it feels very, uh, nothing has changed with me there. In this next clip, this is from the episode titled Scouts Agency, How I Started Scaled to a Six-Figure Revenue and Garnered Up Dream Clients, which was published in May of 2020. So, every, I think like six to eight months, I will record an episode that kind of goes over a summary of how Scouts Agency has transformed and expanded within this next period of time. So since this was May 2020, this was my first episode really going into the stages of the first, let's say, year and a half of Scouts Agency, not even year and a half, like year and a quarter of Scouts Agency. And in this next clip, you will hear how I got clients in the door, as well as the uncertainty and the first emotional assignment and challenge I had to walk through with having clients, being on month-to-month retainers, and then going to three-month retainers. So in this next clip, I go over some of the very, very, very early lessons and how from the very beginning, entrepreneurship was quite emotionally challenging. When I started, my prices were super low, so they were highly competitive, so that if my clients had received an email from an, a competitor, um, my pr- my prices would beat theirs, and that's how I really got my foot in the door. And then I got, also got my foot in the door because it was a month-to-month contract, so I was willing to give up that certainty of predicting my revenue in order to just get a client in the door. So in the beginning, it was all month-to-month, um, cheap prices, and that caused a little bit of anxiety because I didn't know which clients were going to leave me next month. But what I did do was that I had to prove myself and all of my clients kept booking month after month. And then they would either switch away from their podcast or what it may be. And, you know, we'd go our separate ways, but no one has ever really gone their separate ways after the first month because they weren't impressed with my service. So I really hustled and put my heart into each one of those clients and in the beginning that was really difficult because it really weighed on my emotional my emotional self in the sense that I am a natural born people pleaser and so when you have clients um, that can be a little troublesome. That can be, you can get into sticky territory. And my husband saw me really torn up and it, and and it kind of bothered our relationship a little bit because I was just so stressed about every little thing my client would tell me. And if it was, they had a tone, was I a horrible person and, um, never wanting to make a mistake and wanting to be perfect for these people. And I placed too much emphasis on that. And it kind of became my identity, and that's when problems arose. So I remember I was walking into my apartment building about to get in the elevator, and I started laughing. And I realized that I had started an agency that required working for clients, which for a people pleaser is a terrible idea. And then I realized that I didn't even think twice about starting the agency. I just did it. And then I realized that it was God's way of telling me to deal with this issue that I have and get over my people pleasing and get over my perfectionism and know that it is okay to make a mistake. And if you do, you own it and you move on. So the agency has taught me so much emotionally in that sense now I'm to a point where I understand my worth, I understand boundaries with clients, I can make a minor mistake and move on quite quickly um, and own what, what's my part, what's their part and fix it. Um, so in that sense, I don't stress all day, every day of whether my clients are happy with me or not. Um, I'm really secure in who I am and the service that I offer. Um, so it wasn't until the end of 2019 that I started doing three-month contracts because I realized I was running a business, I had an employee, I had an office, I had to predict revenue. So I started with a three-month contract. So this next clip is very exciting and interesting for me to revisit. It is from the uh, episode titled, Emotional Pain? Get Your Return on Investment, which was published August 16th, 2020 which is exactly one year before I launched my book, The Emotional Entrepreneur. This was before I had even come up with the concept of The Emotional Entrepreneur. This was before I knew I was going to write a book within and launch within the next year. And it's amazing to see that I was playing around with these ideas since lesson two, chapter two of my book, The Emotional Entrepreneur, is titled Get an ROI on Your Pain you can definitely hear me fleshing the idea out in this in this little clip for those of you who have read the book I know this will feel very very familiar and you know I have a couple modes or maybe like two modes uh, sometimes on this podcast I am very calm and chill and soothing and other times on this podcast I bring the fucking fire and in this clip I am bringing the fucking fire so enjoy hearing me. Flesh out, think about, to move through, stumble over my words, come up with this concept that we should all be getting an ROI on our pain. Would you rather be in pain and work this job, or would you rather walk through a little bit of pain and work in a job you love? You need to get an ROI on your pain, which means that if you're going through something painful, something uncomfortable, a challenge, a struggle, on the other end, needs to be a return, needs to be a gift, needs to be a reward, needs to be, and e- that could be through a lesson learned. That could be through clarity of making a decision. That could be in the result of a paycheck. You know, it could be a material object, or it could just be coming home fulfilled every day and knowing you did your best. If your pain is not giving you rewards, you are endlessly suffering. So I wanted to ask you guys. Knowing that on both sides of the spectrum, working a job you hate and working a job you love, there will be pain and discomfort and challenging moments. Would you rather experience tho- those challenging moments knowing that you're building your dream life and you are doing work that fulfills you and you love your colleagues, your boss, your coworkers, your employees, whoever it might be, or do you want to experience that pain and discomfort and challenges in something that doesn't feel your soul? you know, we might not have the ability to negate or avoid uncomfortable situations and challenges in our life, but we do have a choice of whether or not that discomfort is actually growing us to where we want it to grow us. So my bipolar disorder gave me no ROI for so long. All it did was bog me down and down and down and you know, lower, deeper down the rabbit hole into more depression, into more anxiety, into more confusion, into more self-doubt, into more like questioning this life and what I'm even doing here, that I wasn't getting a return on investment until I started to view my bipolar disorder as a beautiful emotional compass that could pivot me towards life choices, could pivot me towards the career I want, could pivot me into the relationship that I wanna be in. And so I made the conscious decision to start viewing my bipolar disorder and the pain and challenges that came with it as an opportunity to grow and design my life the way I wanted it to be. So now the ROI on my bipolar disorder is great. Yes, I deal with anxiety and depression every now and then, but it forces me to think, okay, what's off balance in my life and what can I improve even more? And how can I let myself feel this and find the beauty of the breadth of human experience and human emotion, understanding that this is all serving me if I let it. So the ROI now on my bipolar disorder is the life I live and it's a beautiful life. Yes, I know I was feeling spicy that day. I was bringing the heat. This next clip was from the episode titled Listening to My Intuition and Creative Energy How I Decided to Self-Publish My Book, and I published this episode on February 4th of 2021, so just about pretty much exactly a year ago. This clip and episode was so near and dear to my heart because it was the moment that I decided to not go the traditional publishing route and self-publish The Emotional Entrepreneur, which other than this episode, which was published six months before the launch of my book, I have actually not really done a deep dive into. So if that is something you are interested in figuring out uh, the nuts and bolts or hearing me talk about my process with self-publishing... Uh, send me a DM at Scout Sobel on Instagram and I will definitely put together a podcast episode around that. But for now, this clip really highlights the intuitive process that I went through and the importance of listening to your intuition when you are giving, getting downloads or hints or your gut is firing up or your mind is starting to wander and dream and explode into different areas regardless of what society tells you. The first is that I recognized that the path that I was going on wasn't feeling good in my body, regardless of the fact that it is the most revered path, that it is the most you know glorified path, that it is the one that gets you the most accolades. I wasn't afraid to say, hey, yeah, I know that that's everyone's dream and it is mine to an extent potentially in the future, but right now that doesn't really work for me and so I want to take another route that feels good while understanding that the ego wants me to do the thing that society will praise me for. So I was able to really tap into what feels good for me, not what feels good to society. And in that, I started questioning the routes available. And I realized that I could take this project of mine into my own hands and that that excited me the most. But in that way, I was really open to both ideas, to both paths, and surrendered and trusted that the right one would be illuminated. In that surrender and trusting and giving myself space to feel into both options, the unique creative energy and expression of my soul came through me and I listened So when you feel a pull, when you feel an intuitive ping, when you feel something just moving through you, coming to fruition, a vision is held in your mind and in your soul, you have to show up and listen to it. You have to show up and trust it. So this next clip is from the episode titled Three Things I Learned from Unplugging and Being Alone for 48 Hours, which I published in on March 23rd, 2021, and it was inspired by the trip I took to Palm Springs. I stayed at the Parker, which is where I got married, and I did exactly what the title of the episode says. I unplugged and was alone for 48 hours to finish writing my book, The Emotional Entrepreneur. I left my computer in the car, I left my phone in the car, and I wrote my book on my iPad, which was not connected to my Instagram, my email, my text messages, nothing. And I spent 48 hours in the presence of me, in the presence of nature, in the presence of the beautiful gardens and landscape of the Parker. And in that, I learned a lot about what it means to go without technology. And this clip highlights one of the most beautiful lessons that would I would truly become ingrained in a lot of my messaging moving forward, which is put the phone away. So enjoy this clip. Okay, so the third thing I learned by unplugging was that being unreachable is a necessary practice. I think that we are so in reach of everybody. People text you in the middle of the day and ask you to do something even though you are in a certain flow or you have a to-do list and it's almost as if people are allowed to enter our energe- energetic fields and territory at any given moment. They might not be physically entering our house, but they are digitally entering our mind. So being unreachable is a necessary practice in today's modern world because it reminds you that everything going on externally while there, is not the entire truth and it's not always the bottom line of your life. If we can implement being unreachable in small amounts, we can start detaching from this idea that we need to be plugged in. We can start detaching from the anxiety of, is my inbox blowing up? When most of us have jobs that are not categorized as emergencies Being unreachable in small doses during your day, during your week, during your month, during your years will allow you to meet yourself and differentiate between your peaceful mind and your soul and the external pressures that you are putting upon yourself. Okay, now we are fast forwarding to July 2021 when I published the episode How Podcasting Changed My Life and career, and it came out a couple weeks before book launch, so I feel as if I need to do another episode since podcasting gave me my book launch. It propelled my book to number 11 on Amazon's top charts for women in business. My Instagram grew by 33% because I did the most epic podcast tour, and all of the women who were guests on Ocase's podcast came and rallied behind me. So there's a lot more that has happened in my career because of podcasting. But back in July of 2021, I was still trying to get this message out there. So this clip really talks about how hosting OKSYS podcast gave me Scouts Agency, which gave me this podcast, which gave me my book, which gave me my personal brand, my life, my career, all of it. In starting OKSYS Podcast with no social media following, not even understanding the industry or or how to really go about scaling it, Mads and I got and touched upon some magic. That first magic was the network that came with having guests on OKSYS Podcast. Very quickly, we were interviewing Bachelor Nation people that we never thought we would have the opportunity to talk to, our favorite influencers, our favorite entrepreneurs, our favorite authors. And in that sacred space between us, the hosts, and these women that we admire, or as we call them, girl crushes, as the guest, the idea for Scouts Agency was born. Mads and I recognized that not anyone can just call their role model and ask for an hour of their time. Not everyone can reach out to their favorite reality TV star or reach out to their favorite author or reach out to their favorite entrepreneur and ask if they can interview them for an hour. Yet podcasting affords us that. Podcasting provides that. And so I saw, we saw a very, very special, special what we like to call a scam, feature of podcasting, which is that we have been able now 190 episodes later to interview the most incredible women who have rallied behind our other our careers in other areas. Many of these women are helping Mads with launching her app Camber. Some of these women have become clients at Scouts Agency, And once I realized that as a host, harnessing that network was so powerful, it put me in a market position that when I launched Scouts Agency, I had a reputation. And in interviewing these women, I saw the impact of what would happen to the community that we were building at OKSYS Podcast. They were following our guests online. They were buying their product. And I want to really quickly say that This episode is really, really about kind of the business moving forward aspects that podcast has granted me. Beneath the business moving forward aspects is a community, the sisterhood, you all listening here on Scout Podcast, people over at my Instagram that is so deep, so rich, so vulnerable, so impactful, has infiltrated my life in such a beautiful way that sometimes I feel like when I show up on Scout Podcast or on my Instagram, to my podcast community, I am more myself and more authentic than in so many other facets of my life. So as I recognized, one, that there was an amazing network growing within me and my sister with Ocasis, with women that we could only dream about talking to, I recognized the power of the community that was being built, and then I started Scouts Agency with an emphasis in podcast PR and podcast strategy for female thought leaders and female entrepreneurs to really get their name out there in a vulnerable, intimate way. I felt as if I was placing the human connection and intimacy back into an exposure PR game. And here it is, the clip where I officially announced that not only had I written and published a book, but that it was available for purchase, that it was fully launched, and it was birthed into this world with a beautiful launch party at the Santa Monica proper. In this clip from the episode titled, My Book is Here, The Emotional Entrepreneur, which was published on August 17th, 2021, one day after my book launch, I am... (laughs) I just re-listened to the clip, and um, I'm speechless here now introducing this clip, and I am speechless in the clip, so I can feel the reverence and the importance of this moment, that moment that I was feeling before I told all of you that I was an author, so this clip probably out of all of the clips is the most important one. This book is a compilation of my mental health journey. It is a compilation of my entrepreneurial journey. And it really is the, I suppose, the marking of me entering into a new identity. I find it difficult to talk about the book. I have tried to record this episode so many times and have felt as if I've fallen short just because this one feels big, it feels expansive. It feels important. A lot of my entrepreneurial pursuits with Scouts Agency have been over a period of time, and yet this book feels like a concentrated, singular moment in time that symbolizes and means a lot to me. It symbolizes the fact, or I suppose the transition from me living with bipolar disorder and being unable to function in this world, being unable to hold a job, Being so depressed and anxious and experiencing catatonia and psychosis and paranoia and entering into outpatient twice, inpatient once, quitting jobs and internships and opportunities. It feels as if this book is the final declaration that I am behind that phase of my life, that I have come out the other end that I so beautifully have decided to dance with my emotions and accept them and feel safe within them. So when I talk about this book, I know it might not sound like I'm speechless, but I feel speechless. This book is one product, something I can hold in my hand that essentially symbolizes my entire journey It takes all of the pain and suffering that I have been through in this world, in this lifetime, and it has condensed it into 230 some pages of wisdom that can help you so that maybe you don't have to walk through as much pain as I did. Before we go on to the next clip, for anyone who did buy my book, The Emotional Entrepreneur, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart When I recorded that episode that I pulled that clip from, I didn't know what the response was going to be, but the women in my DMs who have read it, who have said that it has transformed their life, or at least have made them feel a little bit less alone and stronger in the pursuit of living out their dreams, whether that's a business or a lifestyle, whatever that means to you, I just want to express sincere gratitude because The girl, the woman that was recording that episode was excited, but she didn't know what to expect, and you guys blew my expectations out of the water, and I'm so honored that I've been able to support the emotional entrepreneurs out there, all of you, through this book and this podcast. This next clip is from the episode that I recorded Scouts Agency in 2021. It was essentially a recap of my entire year in business of 2021. I get really, really tactical, tangible breakdowns of months of clients, of building team members, of getting into or getting out of scarcity and into abundance, the roadblocks I experienced, the challenges I experienced, and the incredible, incredible blessings, successes, celebrations, and wins. So this is a little short clip from that 2021 recap. I had to embody and feel the fear and understand that I was living in scarcity to such a point that I felt like I was going to snap in order for me to come back to the truth of who I am and what my agency is. And that is a vehicle for abundance, support, and opportunity. And so I am ending this year on a fucking ridiculous high point. I feel as if, you know, from June to October, I was strategizing, investing, expanding. Shit, I would even say March to October. I was in strategy, vision holding, growth, building, foundation laying mode to such investing mode to such an extent that all of a sudden when I was able to allow my body to have the full expression of fear to show me how deeply I was holding on to scarcity and fear in my body, I was able to let it go and see the truth and see the reality and see see the truth of who I am and what I'm capable of. And so October, September, and December, October, wait, October, November, and December have been a beautiful expression of everyone really falling into their role here at Scouts Agency, everyone really taking ownership over what they're in charge of and responsible here, everyone feeling into the community that we've built and the women that we have served. I have never felt more confident in my ability to lead a team. I have really this year emerged from the entrepreneur who was in the daily minutiae, the, the daily tasks, like, you know, putting my nose in everybody's business and feeling this need to control every little thing to really stepping back and being that high level CEO that is needed of an organization that is scaling and growing and has a team. We have a full team. Now we're six. There's six of us. So that I think in intense moments of growth and vision holding and leaps of faith, which as you guys just heard, there were many of them. I was able to grow from an entrepreneur who felt attached to every little thing happening in her business, who felt as if I had to be there to do everything, who felt as if I couldn't stand back and allow the women that I hired to do their thing. I went from that to being a very, very specific vision holder for this business and moving us forward in a really, really, really powerful way. So yeah, 2021, we booked over 300 podcast episodes. I started the year with basically one employee and we're ending as a team of six. We grew 60% this year. I was able to create a, a structure in which this business works, which is me as the CEO, an upper management director and account managers, and then an assistant to the account managers or an account coordinator. I've been able to build this organizational chart and delineate jobs and create growth opportunities for the women that work at Scouts Agency and vision for for where this ship is sailing in a way that I never knew was possible. I think that's the beauty of entrepreneurship, that every time we uplevel and grow, we take a leap of trust and we invest in ourselves and our business and in our future. And as we walk through the discomfort of those growing pains, when we get on the other end, we see a type of resilience, a type of strength, a new perspective, a new level of leadership that since we have never experienced before, we didn't even know what that felt like or could really comprehend that that was possible for us. I am signing a lease on an office in January, 2022. We will have the most beautiful office with really high ceilings and huge windows and concrete walls, concrete ceilings. It is my dream. And so I just, it's, I'm a little bit speechless because this year was hard for me. This year, I pushed myself to such emotional lengths i had to rely on myself more than ever i had to believe in myself i had to believe that i could do all of this i had to feel feel fear and then act despite of it i had to switch from scarcity to abundance i had to trust that the vision i had was going to come true and it did It didn't come without roadblocks. It didn't come without challenges. But every step of a way, I took those challenges and I alchemized them into strength. We have reached the last clip of this episode, and I think it is the most powerful one I have yet to showcase. This clip comes from the episode Life Update, I Bought a Home, The Emotional Breakdowns and Breakthroughs of the Process which I published uh, in January, just a couple weeks ago, after I successfully purchased my first home with my husband. And of course, in that episode, I got into the tactical, strategical, and timeline, uh, you know, part of the story, how it all happened. But I ended on a very emotional note. And I think that this clip is the perfect way to end this 100th episode celebration Scouts Agency turning three, her third birthday, and really welcoming and feeling grateful for the community of emotional entrepreneurs that I have built that exist within this podcast and this community. So before you listen to this clip, I want you to take a deep breath. I want you to center to yourself and I want you to be present because everything I say in this next clip is available for you i know it i believe it i live and breathe that promise that if you put in the work that if you give yourself time that if you believe in yourself and if you accept discomfort your life unfolds so thank you for celebrating this milestone and i will leave you with this last clip they say this in aa um in the 12-step program I am not sober, but my husband is, and so I've been to many AA meetings. They say, it works if you work it and it's worth it. And I think looking back on the last 10 years of my life, being where I am today, I just can confidently say that it works. It works if you work it and it's worth it. That doesn't mean that working on yourself and having dreams and growing and itching away at your dreams is not hard and challenging and painful. A lot of the times, because it is, it just means that this life that we choose, and I know that you choose this life because you're listening to this podcast, this life that we choose of playing big, of stepping outside of our comfort zones, of Bringing our dreams to reality into this physical world is not an easy game to play, and we are not here to play an easy game. It's okay that it's hard, it's okay that it takes you years, it's okay that the challenges that you go through feel like you cannot defeat them, but I promise you that you can. Ten years ago, I was admitted to a hospital. They told me that I was a threat to myself and society. I couldn't even go to the bathroom without a security guard. My parents couldn't even drive me to the inpatient hospital. I had to be escorted and strapped down on a stretcher via an ambulance. Today, I am a homeowner. I am a business owner. I'm the host of two podcasts. I'm a best-selling author, and I'm fucking fulfilled. I'm a fulfilled, proud Human being who looks around and sees the magic and the beauty regardless of the pain. In fact, I embrace it. And so, this journey that we're on of emotional resilience and emotional growth and emotional intelligence and and emotional intuition is one that never ends. And I don't want it to end because if it ends, that means I'm not living anymore. And so, I'm proud of myself. And if you are listening and you want, Anything that I have today, if you want some part of my story to be your reality, remember that it took me 10 years to get to this point. Give yourself time, accept discomfort, know that you are safe in your emotions, and choose to play the biggest game of your life, no matter what. I hope this episode has landed with you in the perfect timing that you need it. I hope that it gives you the courage to chase after your dreams and purpose. If you are so willing, I would be honored if you would text this episode to a friend, if you would rate the podcast five stars and write a review, and follow me on Instagram at Scout Over there, you can find links to sign up for my newsletter, which is also in the show notes, and get involved in all of my offerings from Scouts Agency to OKCIS Podcast to this podcast. If you're looking for a deeper dive of my work, you can find my debut book, The Emotional Entrepreneur on Amazon. I am so appreciative you are here and I will see you on the next episode.